You are listening to a Live City Church podcast, and we hope you'll experience Jesus today. We are excited to have you join our extended online church family. If you would like further information or wish to access more content, please connect with us on our Live City Church Facebook page or visit us at livecitychurch.com. is Pentecost Sunday, yes, and for Pentecost, the Bible-believing, charismatic church full of the Holy Ghost and power, we love Pentecost Sunday, and I hope you get excited with us today, and uh, this morning, it seems only fitting then that I preach from Acts chapter 1 from verse 4, so can you please turn there, Acts chapter 1 and reading from verse 4, and while you're turning there... You know, the COVID restrictions has changed the way that we do everything right now. And you've heard this word bantered around so much, but it it really has a, a, a huge relevance. It's the word unprecedented. We say we're living in unprecedented times, which means there's no precedent for this. There's never been a time where business owners and employees and church pastors had to navigate such troubling, challenging times where we can't gather, we can't meet, but we still have to do business as usual. And so it can't be business as usual, but we just have to change the way that we do things. We need to adapt. And it's interesting that during these times, the early church, just before Pentecost Sunday, the early church gathered together in an upper room, hiding away. They weren't out there preaching the gospel like Jesus had asked them to. He said, just wait, just wait. And they began to pray while they were waiting. And it just took one moment, one occasion, overnight, where everything changed. The the early church, actually, actually before there was a church, the disciples metamorphosized into something completely different. And the church was born that day as the Holy Spirit moved upon them and they began preaching the gospel. And it's my hope that today this message will begin inspiring you and encouraging you to charge your lives to realize things are changing right now, even though we can't see it. But across every home globally on this planet, God is doing things. God is on the move. If you agree with me, say amen. Put that reply in the chat so I can see that you are with me. And follow with me as I read Acts chapter 1 and reading from verse 4. Let's read together. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. He, we're talking about Jesus. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And turn the page now to Acts chapter 2 and we're going to read verses 1 to 4. Acts chapter 2, just the next page. When the day of Pentecost came, They were all together in one place. Suddenly, 
A sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I want to tell you, we are a Bible-believing church. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, and praying in tongues. If you agree with me, say hallelujah, which of course is Hebrew meaning praise the Lord. We agree with these things. I be we believe in the full Word of God. What is extraordinary about this story is if you can understand that up to this point in time, Jesus had been leading his disciples. There were 12 disciples, three that were closest to him. There were 12 that followed him everywhere that he went. They lived with him. They ate with him. They slept with him on the ground everywhere they traveled on tour. Then there was 120 other disciples who presumably also came with them, but were not part of the inner circle. And then on top of that, thousands of people came and, and followed Jesus. And this, for some people, rabbi, for some people, just a, a good teacher, uh, yes, just a great teacher of the word. Some believed he was a prophet. Some even believed that he was indeed the Messiah, the son of the living God, come to liberate his people. They knew that he was the Messiah, but not everyone, but they followed him. Up till the time, at the age of 33, when Jesus was crucified on the cross, it was a horrible death. But the Bible tells us that he died for our sins, for your sins and for my sins, that we could be set free. Praise the Lord. That is an amazing story right there. But the story doesn't end. The story goes on. And the Bible tells us at this point that when he was dead on that cross, that the disciples are despondent. They've lost hope. They're thinking to themselves, what are we going to do? The Bible says that one of his disciples actually turned him in. He betrayed Jesus. He was a traitor. And, the, and then he was, given, he was paid 30 pieces of silver. And he went out and he was so distraught because he didn't realize it would be the end of Jesus. They would try to kill him. He just thought he, that he's going to, I don't know, imprison Jesus? I mean, Judas, what were you thinking? And the Bible says he realized all of a sudden, this is not what I wanted. The Bible tells us that Judas was a zealot. He was working and believing for the time when the Messiah would come and overthrow Roman rule and that all kingdoms of the world would become the kingdoms of Jesus. But that would be, as we've come to know, the second coming of Jesus. It's still yet to come. The Jewish people today are waiting for the coming of Jesus. We are waiting for the same coming. It will be the second coming, and that will be what happens. But Judas, but Judas got this wrong. He thought that Jesus would come this first time to transform the planet, to usher in the reign of the Messiah, but it wasn't time yet. The Bible had prophesied, you can see it all through Isaiah, particularly Isaiah 53, he would become, it would come as a suffering Messiah. He was not going to be coming as the triumphant king. He would come as the lamb to the slaughter, not the lion who would come to rule, which he will next time. So at this point in time, the disciples are just heartbroken, thinking, what's going to happen? But when Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible records that he was appearing to hundreds of disciples. It wasn't just one or two. Hundreds of his disciples, not all of them are recorded in the Bible. It just makes, it alludes to it. And he talked with them on these occasions. He's having conversation. The Bible says he's eating with them, he's drinking with them. And on one of these occasions, Jesus said, I'm going to leave you soon, 
but I, I need to leave because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you and he will transform what you do. And life as you know it now is about to change. And so they're desperate. They're hanging on to these things. And the disciples waited in this upper room because he says, wait for the Holy Spirit. Wait for the Holy Spirit. And they did what Jesus had asked of them. And they were waiting and they were praying and nothing's happening. So they began to wait some more and pray for some more and nothing was happening. Some of you can, uh, can understand what this is like. You're there in your house. Some of you have lost your jobs because of the COVID restrictions. You can't operate. You, you might have worked in retail. You might have worked in some other tourism sector perhaps. And there's nothing going on right now for you. Some of you are getting paid. Some of you are not getting paid. And it's a difficult time and a difficult season. I want to encourage you. Wait and pray for the Lord. Just wait and pray. And Jesus promised them. He said, this wait for the gift I was going backwards and looking at when was the first Sunday when we couldn't meet and that was Sunday March the 22nd I remember it vividly because the day before on Saturday March the 21st we're having a new Christians uh, sorry new uh, we're welcoming new guests into our church we're calling Life City Church home we're having a party it was fantastic and at this point we still thought that we could meet and then by that afternoon, uh, we had the issues, uh, the, the uh, order was issued from, from the government saying, no, you have, to, you have to observe this distance and you're not going to be able to meet. And we realized, oh my goodness, everything is about to change and we don't know how long it's going to be. That was Sunday, March the 22nd. And uh, I've been looking at the stages of reopening. So we're currently in the stage one. Uh, since May the 15th where 10 people can meet so you know we can record our services if you we, if we had a building we don't yet but that's about to change and so some of you can meet and you can record and do all that and very soon on June the 12th 20 people can meet so we still can't meet we're still too big for that but very soon on July the 10th everything's about to change 100 people can meet. And so Sunday, July the 12th, will be the first Sunday where 100 people can meet. Maybe for some of you, you know, you go to a different church, God bless you. You know, those churches might have to multi-service. I think we can accommodate and we can do this. So we're looking forward to July the 12th. It's going to be a big date. Make sure to write it on your calendar. Maybe write it on the collar of the person in front of you and say, it's okay, pastor said we can do that. <laughs> and Sunday, July the 12th, watch that. And I was counting the number of Sundays, the number of weeks. It is 18 weeks from March 22 until Sunday, July the 12th. Jesus said, wait, wait, wait. But it's really hard to wait. You know, we talk about this, love is patient. And I know you said the same prayer, God, make me patient now. Jesus said, wait, wait. Wait, Psalm 40, verse 1, David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. There's a saying that goes, good things come to those that wait. Perhaps it's truth in it. The Bible says, God is good to those who wait. Maybe that's how they got that idea. Good things come to those that wait. Think about it for a moment. Things of quality take time to make. A beautifully crafted ring takes time to make the good stuff. For the ladies, a handmade, 
Louis Vuitton bag. It's not made in a factory that's quickly stitched and put together, slap bang, and sent out there within the hour. No, that bag takes time to hand make every stitch count, making sure everything is of that high standard that only Louis Vuitton can make. Perhaps it's the foundations of your house. You built a house. I remember when I built my first house, it seemed to take forever and I'm thinking to myself, are they ever going to get this house done? And the reward of the effort after weeks was just a slab. That's it. Because I couldn't see the foundations that were being laid. These things are hidden in secret. But they're the things, the strength that will build this great house that you're going to have. Some of you are struggling with this. You're waiting in secret. No one sees what's going on in your life. But I want to challenge you. Don't waste the time that you have right now in these private moments when you're not out and about visiting everyone, going to this restaurant or that, going on holidays. You are restricted to your home. This is the time when you are building the strong foundations that will lead you into the future so that you can build on these strong foundations. And when weather comes and the storms of life come against you, you can be guaranteed that house will stand because the foundations were strong. Good things come to those that way. Things of quality take time to make. Think about the gestational period of a, of a baby. 38 weeks of time it takes for a baby from the time of conception to be carried through until the time of delivery. David Perkins, a research professor at Harvard Graduate School of Education, says, if you look historically at breakthroughs, story is never just about the key insight. It's also about what led to it and what followed it. I like to rephrase it a different way. It's not about the destination. It's also about the journey. The steps that you are taking today are going to count and make a, 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 and make a sound into the future. It will have a ripple effect into your future if you use your time wisely. If you use your time foolishly, it will also have a ripple effect on your future. Can I encourage you to make the wise decisions now, to do it respectfully and in prayer? Here's the second key thing I want you to get from this passage today. Jesus said, uh, the disciples said, are you at this time going to restore? And it blows my mind that the disciples had still not learned their lesson. I mean, Judas made this fatal mistake thinking that Jesus was going to restore the kingdom and he's getting disappointed. I guess he's not the Messiah. I guess he's not the one to restore the kingdom. No, he is the one to restore the kingdom. But that time was then. That wasn't the right time. And so Jesus' purpose at that time was not to restore the kingdom. The disciples wanted that restoration. They're still asking him the same question. Are you going at this time to restore the kingdom? But they didn't understand that Jesus was not trying to restore former glory, but he wanted to restore, he wanted to give us something even better because God's ideas are always better ideas. Jesus was promising an upgrade. You can write that one down. Jesus promised an upgrade from John's baptism to a Holy Spirit baptism from a baptism of repentance, a changing of the mind, 
to a baptism of power. Something different is about to change. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1, we catch up with the story of how Samuel the prophet, who anointed the first king of Israel, Saul, who used to be a humble man, a head taller than everyone, very good looking. He was the future of Israel, but he consistently disobeyed God. And as a result, the, the kingdom was torn away from him. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1, the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. I want to ask you the same question that the Lord is asking the prophet Samuel. Why are you weeping over what has been? Because what will come is going to be better. I, for one, want an upgrade. I think it's time for an upgrade. In fact, if you agree with me, put that on the chat. It's time for an upgrade. I want an upgrade. Are you expecting things to go back the, the way they were before church went into lockdown? I've been watching and reading some of the blogs and the posts that other pastors have been making, and this is what they're saying. These, these key leaders are saying, you cannot expect church to go back to the way that it was. And I, for one, am hoping that we don't. But that this would be a moment of breakthroughs. That this would be a moment of stepping forward. That this would be a time of key advancements. Life and culture have changed. I can't even say the word I wrote these things. Inexorably. And unless we learn to adapt and to innovate, to change the way that we do things, you're going to be left behind. If you're an employee, you need to understand that business and life is changing. If you're a church leader, a leader in business, you need to understand that the way that we've been doing business, the way that we've been leading in our churches is changing because the people are changing. People are getting used to podcasts all over the world. We were before, but so much so now. And it's important that we are adapting and changing. I want to encourage you at Life City Church, we're going to keep, keep live streaming because we've realized the value of these things. We've got people listening from all over the world, all over Australia, as many churches are also experiencing. So we have to adapt how we're doing the things that we do to understand all of a sudden overnight, us pastors, we're televangelists. I mean, how did this happen? I certainly wasn't expecting it. But now I've realized this is the way it's got to be. Our world is changing so fast that if we don't change with it, we're just hoping to catch waves. But what I, I believe the Holy Spirit is saying, you are the wave makers. Come on, someone write that down. You are the wave makers. You are going to cause the waves, tsunami waves of the glory of God to come. You're going to cause tsunami waves of change. And you're going to be the leaders in business doing things that no one has done before. Perhaps as an employee, God's going to give you downloads and ideas. Use this time now. Start thinking about it. How have I been doing things the way I've been doing it? What changes can I make? How can we improve on these things? Perhaps it's the way that you've been reaching business business and marketing. How can you change the way that you're doing? I believe this word of God. Listen, by the way, some of you are thinking, hang on, how come this pastor is talking about business? Is he one of these? No, listen to me. 
What's very interesting, read in the Bible the very first time that the Holy Spirit anointed people who were not ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The, the first time they were filled with the Spirit wasn't to the pastors, uh, the priests and the leaders, uh, sorry, the priests. It was to craftsmen. The Bible says God filled them with the Holy Spirit and gave them all kinds of ideas and downloads to make things that they, in, the, in their own mindsets, in this natural mind, could never possibly conceive. When God was building his tabernacle, he wanted something exquisite. He wanted something unique that was never done before. And the ways and the thinking of men wasn't good enough. It fell short of the glory of God. And God is saying, I'm redeeming a people unto me. I'm going to give you ideas and downloads when the Holy Spirit comes upon you such as you've never seen before. Don't you understand? The Holy Spirit isn't just about ministry. The first time the Holy Spirit came, and those of you who are Bible scholars, who've been in Bible college at all, know the law of first mention. When something is mentioned the first time, it will affect the way that you see it from now on. So the first time the Holy Spirit came and filled people, People, it was for business. It wasn't even for ministry. It is also for ministry, absolutely. And we try to hold a keep tight on uh, hold tight on this rain. But I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit is for everyone. It's for business. It's for family. It's to change and revolutionize the way that you do things. The church and the members of our church should be at the forefront of innovation and change. Can I hear an amen for the Lord today? Here's the third key thing I want you to grab hold of today. It is not for you, Jesus said, to know the times or the dates the Father has set. So remember the question was, are you at this time going to be restoring the kingdom? No, it's not about res restoration. and It's not about these things. Jesus wasn't going to explain the timetable that God has set for the planet from, from the beginning of time to the end. God's already mapped it out. Some of you think you're praying as if God doesn't know what he's doing. Oh God, don't you know my situation? Oh God, I'm in trouble. I need your help. God has already seen you past COVID. God has seen you past your great, great grandchildren. He's seen it all the way to the end of time. He's worked out a plan. God knows what he's doing. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, God knows what he's doing. Good on you. I know some of you are doing it right now. If that's you, just put, it's me. <laughs> I did it. Can you imagine trying to explain to human beings the way that God thinks? It's so outside the box. Your brain can't take it. It will explode. God thinks so far outside the box. It's so many steps ahead. It's impossible. The devil can't keep up with God. That's why he's a pawn. God just uses him to build us up, to strengthen us, to encourage us. So Jesus, he didn't answer it the way they wanted because they were incapable of receiving the answer. And so he turned it around. He says, it's not about times and dates and seas. I'm not going to give you that because you're not ready. Because so many events have to happen and transpire before any of that will ever happen before the Messiah returns. He said, it's not for you to know the times and dates, the Father said, but here's what he was doing. He began to change their focus away from times and seasons. And he says, you need the right focus. You need to focus on the Father. It's about what the Father wants. It's about the Father's ideas because it's always good. 
And it will blow your mind when you see these things begin to unpack ahead of you. And you think, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, look at what the Lord has done. I mean, I could never conceive of the, of the things that we're experiencing today. I mean, our church, guys, is growing. This week, I was able to bring our, our leaders to go and see the new building that we're about to occupy Yes, we've got a new building we're about to occupy. Now other people are seeing the vision and the walk away. Their, their brains are blown thinking, oh my goodness, I can see this. This is going to be amazing. It's so exciting, the times that we're living in now. Now I could not have conceived of that four years ago. I mean, I knew things would change eventually. Not like this. When you see it, it's going to blow your mind. I never thought that God would use me in ministry, and yet here I am now. I've spoken to thousands of people over the years. I've seen hundreds, maybe thousands of miracles over the years. I've seen so many people give their lives to Jesus, and I never could have conceived of that back then. And if the Lord told me that would happen, I think I would have struggled to have believed that. And yet, I'm still only scratching the surface. You're only just scratching the surface. God has more for you. Turn to the person next to you. Tell them that. God has better things in store for you. God has more for you. Don't focus on times and dates. Focus on the Father. Wait for God. It's not based on your timeline. It's based on His. Some of you are in such a hurry to get going. Come on, let this thing be over. It's based on God's timeline. Trust Him. Pray. Pray your way through your challenges. Pray your way through your situations. There is much we must do as people of God to prepare, to plan, start strategizing what you're going to do in, uh, after the COVID lifts. Now is a time of preparation. But at the end of the day, it's His timeline. And we play the part that we are called to play to bring glory to His name and to bring His kingdom to this planet. One of the greatest thrills and privileges that we have, you and me, is that by the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, God is going to use you to turn the hell that's around you, the hell in that workplace, maybe the hell in your home, the hell in your finances, and to bring God's glory into it until it's so transformed it looks like heaven. Here's the fourth and the final point that I want to bring to you this morning. Jesus said, but, I love that, everything turns around, but you will receive power and you will be my witnesses. The time wasn't right back then for Jesus to take over. And I'm so glad he did it. You're thinking, why? I'm so glad Jesus hasn't come yet. You're saying, why? Because right now, it's our time. God wants to use us to do glorious things because when He returns, we won't be able to do them anymore. It's for Him to do. And when He does, it'll be a snap of the finger. Everything changes. I want to tell you that now you have the opportunity to do the greatest things that will resound in heaven. Heaven's going to celebrate the things that you're going to be doing. This is your life. This is your season. And God says, if you will allow me in, if you'll obey the things that I give you, and if you'll open your mind, ask Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you into all areas of understanding, the things that you're going to do will blow your mind. Perhaps... Our time in COVID restrictions is our gestational time. 
I counted those number of weeks, 18 weeks. It will be four months and two weeks by the time we can gather together in large numbers again. In the same way, I opened up with good things come to those that wait. You know, quality things take time. And I talked about the gestation of a baby. Well, I began to look that up to figure out, well, what does it look like at four months and two weeks for a baby, 18 weeks? And according, according to medical reports, uh, medical facts, it says uh, at this time, a baby's face and a baby's heart are fully formed at 18 weeks. Though the lungs are still developing, that baby is beginning to look like its mom. That baby is beginning to look like its dad and maybe a combination of mom and dad. It's got the features it's going to have for the future. <laughs> Before it's even born, God knew that baby. I want to challenge you with this thought. Things are pretty messy right now for many, many people. Not just you, not just me. Very, very messy for many people. And I'm reminded of the caterpillar when it's about to metamorphosize into a butterfly. In that metamorphosis period, you'll know that if you know your biology, that that caterpillar will form a cocoon. It's going to eat a lot and store up all that energy and form itself into a cocoon. Some of you have been eating too much and you're thinking, yeah, I'm resembling the cocoon. I feel the whole thing. In that cocoon, that caterpillar begins to metamorphosize. It means it is completely changing from one thing to another thing. It is a radical change. Not a little change. Radical change. In fact, that caterpillar is like gooey liquid inside that cocoon. It no longer resembles that caterpillar. Some of you are feeling that way, feeling this must be a lot in life. This is my future. It's not your lot in life. It's not your future. God's got a great future and he's got a great hope for you. And in this time, in this cocoon, while you're in, in hiding and, and you're covered in your home right now, in your room, in your bedroom, in your living room, you feel like you're that caterpillar that's in that cocoon that's no longer caterpillar. You don't even know what you are anymore. You're just that goo. The Bible says at the beginning of time that the earth was, was without form and void. God needs that to paint, to be his canvas, to paint his masterpiece. Oh my goodness. God is about to paint the masterpiece, his beautiful brushstrokes over your life. But you have to start as a formless void. And by the time you come out of that cocoon, you will no longer be the caterpillar that you were. You thought that was good? What's about to happen is going to be even better. High five someone around the room. Hang on a second. COVID high five is just that air high five. I'm going to air high five some of you out there right now. Things are about to change. There's a Holy Spirit birthing of revival for the church. I believe that it is no coincidence that it is not Pentecost Sunday. It was the time when the church also metamorphosized. There was no church. It was just a gathering of disciples at that point. They didn't know what the church would look like. But they met. They followed the last instruction that God gave them. Jesus said, wait. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Wait for the power to come on high. I want to tell you today, we celebrate the visitation of the Holy Spirit today. There is a Holy Spirit birthing of revival for the church. 
That church was born that day because they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to pray in other tongues. And the Bible says they couldn't contain it. Things like flames of fire on their heads and speaking these other languages. So they went downstairs and people from Jews from all around the world, Italy and Spain and Asia were there. And what they thought they were speaking, you know, gibberish was, was actually the Holy Spirit using them, changing their words and speaking to a language of men. Up in the upper room, it was a heaven language. But when they came downstairs, they're speaking Spanish. They're speaking Italian. God began to do crazy things. It was at this point. It drew the attention of people. They thought, what is this? What is going on? And Peter got up and said, this is that spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Now is the time for visions. Now is the time for dreams. I want you to pray right now with me that God will begin to bring ingenuity and creativity for you in your business, for you in your home, that there's a unity and a revival for the church. We're going to pray that God will restore all things that were lost and then some. Let's pray for renewing and for refreshing for every family member, for every leader. Pray for your companies. Pray for your businesses. Pray for your leaders that they will encounter the Holy Spirit. Pray that the hearts of our city will be made ready for the gospel seeds to be planted. Pray that those who are watching these broadcasts who've never known Jesus before or never made a decision that this will be the day. Heavenly Father, we pray for the Holy Spirit to come right now. We pray that you would come in power, that you would come in glory. That Lord, your sons and daughters, people who don't even know you, don't even know the sons and daughters, will feel the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit upon their lives. Holy Spirit, I pray, right now, touch them. We release you right now. Touch every person, Lord, that is watching and hearing this broadcast. I pray, Lord God, you begin to move upon them, Lord, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. And I say, God, double it. Double it. Double it, Lord God. Double for the trouble. I pray for increase in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come right now. And I pray for every person, Lord, that is sick and is watching this broadcast, listening to this broadcast. In the name of Jesus, I take authority right now over all sickness in your body down to the cellular level. And in the name of Jesus, I command right now, shift and go back to original design. I command healing to be released now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Test yourself out. Some of you had sore knees. You had sore elbows. You had a sprained ankle. I want you just very gingerly, very gently test it out and see what God has done. When you get your miracle, can you please write to me? Yes, at livecitychurch.com. You can also write to pray at livecitychurch.com. It will come directly to me. Or you can just put it on the chat. Oh my goodness, my hand's been healed. Oh my goodness, my back's been healed. Holy Spirit right now is coming around and touching each and every person. Perhaps today is the first time that you have heard the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That God is very real and he loves you and he has a plan and a purpose for your life. God has been speaking to you today. You know it's you because you've got right now... There's goosebumps all over you. Your tummy feels like there's butterflies in there. You know something has changed about me today. It's the Holy Spirit right now touching and moving upon you. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to the Lord this morning. And perhaps for others, you've made a decision for Jesus before, but honestly, before God, you know that you are far from Him. And the Holy Spirit loves you so much and wants to restore you and your love back to the Father because He already loves you. 
And he's already forgiven you before you ask for forgiveness. And I want to lead you in a prayer, if that's you. Can you pray with me right now? Heavenly Father, and then repeat that in your room right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. I'm sorry that I could not live up to your standards. You call that sin. But you love me so much that you left heaven and took the penalty for my sin. And that penalty was death. Jesus died for me. And so, Father, I want Jesus to get everything he paid for. Jesus, forgive me my sins. Remove my guilt. And give me a new heart. You died for me. Now I will live for you. Amen. If you said that prayer this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you got this message, can you please write to me so that I can celebrate with you and I want to take you through the next steps. What do I do with this? A lot of people say the prayer, say, oh, oh thank God I'm saved. I'm reconciled with the Father. It's all good. No, the Lord wants you to take the next step. The Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And I want to help you in your next steps in your journey. So would you write to me and say, and write to yes at livecitychurch.com. Tell me about your story, where you come from, what Jesus has done for you today. And give me a contact detail because I'd love to get back to you. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Live City Church. And we hope that you have a blessed day and a blessed rest of the week. Keep praying for people. Release miracles and healings. Holy Spirit is at work today. It's Pentecost Sunday. Let's celebrate together. And we can't wait to meet with you again next week. God bless you. Thank you for joining Life City Church. And we hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. If this ministry has made an impact on your life, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line and share your story at thanks at livecitychurch.com or email us your prayer needs at prayer at livecitychurch.com We'd love to connect with you and hear more about your story. If you love the ministry of Live City Church, you can make a financial gift to help us spread the good news of Jesus by going to livecitychurch.com and clicking the giving tab. We hope today's message has spoken into your life and look forward to your next visit.